Hi, I'm Terry. And I'm Matt. And you're listening to Fans Talk F1, the podcast. The podcast recorded live on TikTok where you, the fans, engage on the only interactive podcast on the topics that matter to you in the world of Formula One. So, without further ado, we're going to do it as we normally do in reverse grid order. However, Terry, I feel like you should get your party hat back on and I feel like you should get your party whistle ready for this one because, and the reason I say that is because (laughs) there's a new team at the bottom of the grid. Congratulations to Alpha Tauri for taking that little victory off of Williams and congratulations. Before we do actually get into Alpha Tauri, I want to say a quick uh, happy Father's Day to everyone. Happy Father's Day, Terry. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers, mothers, all alike. Father's Union along with us, all yeah. of those. Yeah, happy Father's Day to everyone. I um, hope you've had a, a really nice day or a, a day of re- remembering uh, all the happy thoughts. So that's that out of the way. So without further ado, let's get on then. Alpha Tauri, you've got Yuki Tsunoda, P14, and Nick in P18. Do you want to <laughs> take this away? I think you can start with it. Well, I'm going to start with, what on earth were they thinking pitting Yuki, lap two? <laughs> where, where's, where's the logic? Do we have any logic? Um, I think they thought the hard tyres might, might, you know, go on a bit longer than what everyone else anticipated. I'm actually lost of words, I'll be honest. Were, were they hoping to go all the way on, on to the end? or? I think they were all, made, well, I say a safety car, we haven't losing, but, you know, mm, yeah. just didn't make any sense at all. We'll come on to that safety car. And also, yeah. just, just while I'm talking about uh, Yuki's um, pit stop, I'm going to come on to a little bit of comedy. I say comedy, Ooh. something that's kind of, it's riling me a little bit, Ooh. and it's Crofty. So, Ooh. lap six, Crofty totally missed Yuki Sinoda's pit stop, then he has did. a conversation with himself, and he's now wondering, looking at the lap times, why Yuki is falling behind everyone else. I just can't understand why Yuki is falling behind everyone else. Well, Crofty, that's <laughs> because you've missed him pitting. But yeah, it, it's riling me a little bit. Should it rile me? Well, I think it should. I mean, these people to you know, he... Was having a bit of a dig at um, Ted as well, wasn't he? No, Ted Slander. I, I no, didn't say it was Ted Slander. I mean, look, I, I just think Alpha Tari. I feel I'm I'm going to go out on a whim here, and I'm going to say, and and look, uh, this is going to be controversial because I know I've said new driver, you've got to give the driver <laughs> time, but he's just not cutting the mustard, is he? It doesn't seem Nick doesn't seem to be taking any steps forward. No, I mean. His career is going, well, about about as good as that two and three. He went down with Magnuson, really, isn't it? Let's be honest about it. It was It's just painful. Was. You expect a performance increase at some point, and how long will? We know that Red Bull is driving, you know, stable and not very sympathetic with drivers who are underperforming. And I think Nick Drees has got to be looking over his shoulder, genuinely. I I. I hate to say it, and you know what I've been like. Like I said, you know, give him the time, but I hate to say it, I don't think he's going to get the time. He's... he's Surely summer break, they've got to be looking at something. If his performances don't improve at all by the summer break, surely someone somewhere at Red Bull are going to look at it and Alpha Tower between them and go, do you know what, actually? I mean, I, I should just put there in the comments, Ori's three races up. Well, he lost one of them due to the, the floods, didn't he? Um, I mean, for example, so you've got K-Mag and Nick collided today, didn't they? I think it was a lap 35. It did. And then after that collision... He then thinks, oh, I can't let him pass, so I'm going to have to late break here. But he late breaks and then collects K-Mag's front wheel, so obviously takes him with him into the runoff. Yeah, well, he late breaks on, on the Dursley track or on the inside, didn't he? Yeah. It was never, it was never, <laughs> never going to go anywhere else, barred down that slip route, was it? But that's what I mean. It's instances like that where you've just got to admit defeat, you're beaten, give it up and move on. I feel, but, I, you know... But did I'm, they struggle? Because Yuki struggled as well, didn't he? yeah. So, I mean, so in terms of their, their upgraded car, um, I'm not jumping to Nick's defence because I genuinely believe he needs some performances increase. But I think the car itself didn't suit Canada at all. Yeah, they're set up. I know Yuki had the penalty to contend with, didn't he? But what, he finished 14th and he wasn't really troubling the points. He never really looked like he was going to get in the points today unless something happened. Probably only as close as he was because of the safety car. So I think it's the track that certainly didn't suit the Alpha Tauri in its new format, that's for sure. I think there's certainly a lot of teams that have actually said the, uh, the same about the track, haven't they? Um, Al- Alpha Tauri, you know, track suiting them or not, you can't be too happy about that. Especially looking at Nick's side of the garage more than any, any side. 
And also, that is significant that they're now bottom of the constructors. Let's not take away that significant step to actually plummeting down to that bottom place. You know, no one wants to be there. And certainly someone of, of the car they had you know, a couple of years ago, they're not going to want to be there either. I mean, is that why Lauren Mickey hasn't signed yet? Do you think he might actually be reconsidering? Would you? I, well, I would. I would be. No, I, I would be. I I'll mean, be there right. are, how many times do we sit here and say they're, they're kind of a team in limbo at the moment, Alpha Town? Yeah. Nobody Not knows, nobody I mean, knows what's happening with them. That's what I mean, but you'd have to look at that and go with that driver lineup. I wouldn't take that driver lineup. I wouldn't take that, that job on at the moment. Why would you? But anyway. Anyway. That's your time done in AlphaTauri. We are not spending any more time on no, AlphaTauri. No, it's depressing. You need to really sort yourself out. You're triple rated, <laughs> or do you know what? You're going down the job centre, son. Yeah, Terry's going to fire you. You heard it here first. Terry's well, going to fire you. You know, maybe someone needs to dunk him back in the river or something, you know, and wake him up a bit. Oh, controversial. Well, anyway. Anyway, on that note. Swiftly, swiftly moving on to the team that are no longer bottom of the Constructors' Championship. Congratulations. Yeah. To Williams. Congratulations. That was quite bad, wasn't it, that little segment there? I feel sorry for Williams now in a while. Um, yes, but it's quite nice not to have to sit here next year development. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I am, do you know what? I'm going to surprise a lot of people. I am going to surprise a lot of people. Stop the press. Oops. Alex Albon. Alex Albon. Surprise me. My driver of the day today was Alex Albon. Yeah. Clear. Without a shadow of a doubt. But it just goes to show how many times have we said about the uh, Williams, the straight line speed. Oh. And today, it was second to none, wasn't it? You know, it kept Albon where he was. He positioned it well, though, didn't he? All the tactics towards the end when he knew his tyres were completely going off a cliff. Yeah. And just that, keeping it in the right place, slowing it nicely before he gets that straight. He knew that they couldn't catch out Williams on that straight. Yeah, whatever we say about DRS trains, we've had it with Alonso in the past, haven't we? But there is no way you can pass out Williams. And Alex Albon's upgraded car shows a bit of promise. Well, this, this is the thing. on that car. This is the thing. Have they upgraded the engine because it uh, <laughs> it didn't go too well for uh, Logan Sargent today, did it? Yeah, but he's he's on the old he's on the old car, and there we yeah. have it. He's got to wait till yeah. Silverstone for um, the new car and the new upgrades, which seems completely criminal. But I suppose is the cost cap in the world we live in. They haven't got theirs actually isn't money. You know, they haven't got the facilities to do the upgrades simultaneously as well, which is just shocking in in the current Formula One market, isn't it? But yeah, so he's got another race to go, hasn't he, Austria, before he gets the same upgrades, which yeah. I'm sure I'm sure will be hurting him, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, lap seven, um, that he was told to stop the car, stopped on turn six, um, torn off it more than engine fire. I don't know whether anything else has come out in the, in the press afterwards. I've not seen anything like that, that, but, well, let's be honest. I mean, they're not exactly going to scream it from the rooftops. But, I mean, Williams today, I know it's only P7 for Alex Albon, but where Williams are, that... That is, it, it's almost that's like, more your interim result. And look, yeah, they got the strategy right in qualifying. And um, when they sent them out on on the droids, they they had it all weekend. Really, yeah, they've been all, on it with, almost, with that ready car. So it's almost like a podium win win for them, really. And it? it's almost like definitely they stepped on the on the top step, so to speak. But yeah, I mean, positive steps for Williams. Do you think it was track limited? Do you think it was? I think it's a bit of both. I think the track suited the the speed of of that Williams. But I'd like to think that the upgrades have made a significant step forward for him. There was a lot on that car, a lot more than I was expecting, to be honest, when I read through the list on, on Thursday when it came out. Yeah. So I, I think it's promising signs. Um, I still think they've got one foot in next next year. And I still, but again, are they developing this car for next year? With, with where they are in the Constructors Championship, they're not going to be worried about showing their hand too early, are they? So well, they're just going to develop, 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 aren't they? So. Let's let's not tempt fate. Let's not tempt fate with Williams. How many times have we done that before where we said, oh, something might come good? It'd be, it'd be good to see a comparison when both of them are in the new car. Like I said, I know we've got to wait till Silverstone for that, but I can't wait to see Logan in the same car as Alex Hull, but it always feels a bit like they're cheating on the drivers when they're on completely different specs, when there's yeah. so much difference between the cars. That feels like a really... I'm not a fan of this splitting... No, it's, it, I understand from a team's perspective. If you if you definitely it's not sure it's not, if you, it's not going to work or you're not confident in it, then you might as well only put it on one car. Or whether it's the cost, comments, cost that the track so you put um, let's not just Logan to Australia. I don't think you can judge him to to, um, to Austria. Sorry, you can't judge him until he's in the same car. Yeah, at the moment you you can't judge someone who's on who's in a completely different car. We talk about teammates being close. In the same car, when we know they've got completely different cars, you can't. To be fair, we can't judge him at all this weekend because he only lasted till lap seven. So he did. And on that bombshell, we're going to move on to. Now, I did notice. I noticed a comment just from the hash chap who who politely said, "Can we just skip ha- Hass, please?" 
However, the answer to that question is no. a big fat no, because on this podcast, every team gets a fair share of the uh, the lion's share. So, without further ado, Hass, and your five five minute timer has started. You're on the clock. What five minutes. Five minutes on Hass. I mean, they drop faster than a, a stone off a bridge, didn't they? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Hulkenberg started in reverse. I mean, it was just a painful weekend. It had so much promise yesterday with qualifying. Then the stewards summoned with their um, dinner party they had last night with everyone invited. I will say, right, I will say, I know obviously we've just talked about um, Nick at the start. Obviously him colliding with K-Mag and collecting, that that doesn't, something like that. And he tried to avoid it as best as he could. But once that rear wheel collected his front wheel, it was game over. You're always going to go down that runoff. So I do yeah. kind of feel bad for K-Mag in a way. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, either way, you've got Nico Horgenberg, P15, and Kevin Magnussen, P17. As a team, it's not great, is it? Not when you consider where Horgenberg started. And they didn't really... I don't think they called strategy wrong, did they? It was... It's tired day, isn't it, on that car? That hash just seems to eat its tyres. And we know it's been a Ferrari thing, um, in terms of the the main team have done the same, and it seems like they might have got a better grip when we come to them, obviously than than Haas. But it's just so again not right. I mean, like, we keep saying they buy a lot of their parts, they they buy them in their, their developments simultaneous with Ferrari's development. It's just not the right way to run a team, is it? You just can't do that. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's a fair few comments here saying that the uh, the safety car didn't help, but then you could say that about a lot of the teams, though, couldn't you? No, 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 that, that's yeah, when that safety car it came. It wasn't, what was that? yeah, there was nobody that actually won from that, to be fair. But yeah, I mean, for Haas, I mean, it brings out all the questions again, doesn't it? You know, you start talking about when does Gene Haas start getting bored? You know, is Gunter safe in his role? The question is, right, and I think I just saw, I just, I just saw a comment where somebody said, you know, you stick George Russell in that Haas. I don't agree with that to a degree, but I actually feel Haas have got two decent drivers. Yeah, on paper. I'm not I'm not Hulkenberg's biggest fan, as I've admitted in the past. I still think that Mick within another year might have actually been a good bet for them still. It's it's one of those, yes, he put it in the wall, yes, he caused a lot of damage. I get that, I understand that. But if you've got someone who can cause a bit of damage, but at the end of the day, you can also get you some points. At the moment, those who don't look like scoring points. And I said that, the whole point of this partnership was they were going to get points, and they haven't. So what's the price here for these two? And that, Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you look yeah. back to, again, we won't dwell on it too much, but you, you look at um, Mick causing all the damage, and you weigh up the options. You know, I I happen to think there's a really good driver in there in Mick, and potentially if you'd have given him one more season, would you got the results out of him in this current car? I'm I'm still unsure on that one because of yeah you know there's two like I've said on paper and you said yourself there's two really good drivers there that just can't seem to find the key to unlock that car potential so to speak and that's what I mean if you're about to that criteria that Gunter come out with and said that the reason they swapped to that partnership was it was a partnership built on experience it was going to get points that was a whole reason behind this getting rid of Mick and going to this Hulkenberg and Magnussen partnership I mean sure partnership. Lose experience, get points. Yeah. But actually, neither of them have. And, you know, the car isn't the greatest, I get that. Um, Hash chaps just put there, I'm going to look to Austria. It suits us way more. (laughs) It did last year. You know, they, they, they perform well there. So what happens if we get to Austria and they perform badly? This is the thing, isn't it? And this is where and it, it will get to the point. Track, you know, nine, ten races in, can you? It will get to the point in the season where questions will, well, we'll, we'll get back to doors being smashed and gun to swearing and <laughs> chasing drivers down the paddock again, won't we? It's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. But yeah, believe yeah, it or believe it not. Talk. Maybe you shouldn't do his book talk. Maybe you should have been concentrating on the Formula One team, Gunter. Controversial, but. Oh, he said it, and he? he said it. Well. And this is becoming quite a theme now, ending a team on a bit of a bombshell. So we, we will. We'll end it on your bombshell. <laughs> but I don't feel it's getting any better because, again, we're going to move over to Alfa Romeo, Zhou Guang Yu, P16, and Valtteri Bottas, P10. I don't know. I think Valtteri, you know, he found his porridge again, didn't he? Was it, was it pure luck, though? I was going to say, was it the fortunate situation as obviously the safety car and then other people having issues? Maybe. But you sometimes need a bit of luck. Make your own luck. As the phrase goes. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know where I stand on Bottas. I think he's class. I think he's a brilliant driver. Yeah, we know the, but the car isn't great, but then is, is would you say the Haas is better than the Alfa Romeo on paper? Yes. 
And that, and I think that's a comparison, is it? If you look at these bottom sort of four teams that we're discussing currently now, you'd have to say that out of those Haas, you'd expect to be higher than the Williams as they are. You'd expect them to be higher than yeah the Alfa Romeo, knowing what's going on with Alfa Romeo and their journey and everything else. I, will I mean, say literally, though, they're together. I will say, though, Zhou Guang Yu, I think there's a really talented driver in there. Yeah. And I think there's great potential that I think potentially you might find a few teams looking at, but then... Would Audi want to tie him down? Would Audi want to keep him there? Or, or, or have they got their sights? Do they already know who they want in, in the driver's market? They've clearly got a plan in place with, um, Andreas Seidel. He's clearly making recruitment moves without his backing. So they obviously own enough of Sauber to be making recruitment decisions because of the fact they brought in James Key and they've done the other bits. So that their shareholding has obviously been increased to enough where they, they want a bit where they can control what's going on with that team. So I would imagine that's got to include the driver, surely. If you, if you're making strategic decisions like James Keekham-Lynn and Andreas Seidel and all of those other appointments, you must be able to make driver appointments. Yeah. You know, log- logic tells you that. You'd like to think so anyway. Yeah. You'd yeah. like to think so. I mean, there was a comment there, um, Bart, Bart Simpson's in the comments. Oh, um, Bart, Bart well. just put the Audi want a German driver. I mean, is that... Is that stereotyping in there? Or do they... Well, I was going to say... They've said they don't. So they've, they've said that they're quite open to... I was just going to say, is that but us putting, well, not us, but, you know, the wider public putting two and two together? That's what I'm saying. They've yeah. actually came out and been quite open and saying that they would, they will just go with Willow Partnership. I mean, we've heard some crazy stories. I've heard them linked with Alonso. So I've heard them linked with all sorts. But in terms of what they want, they surely want success. But again, we're still three years out from that journey. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to switch to Salva next year or whatever the top sponsor is. It won't be Aldi because they want the, the whole rigmarole of 2026 and the fan threat of that. So it is still, it'll be bad to sell the next year. But ultimately, we're in, what, 2024 next year? If you sign a driver in 2024, that's what, two-year contracts? One-year, two-year contracts on average? That's going to take you up and, to 2026. And then so I've like, got one more driver market merry-go-round, though. So is 2024 the what? last sort of driver merry-go-round before this is it. And the regulation change? Obviously, you've mentioned drivers like Alonso. I think by, by 2026, I don't, I'm going to throw it out there. I don't see Alonso being around in 2026. I mean, I'll be amazed if he is, but I don't see it. I don't see it at all. No. Um, but yeah, I don't see, you know, unless we have a crazy, crazy merry-go-round, like you say, in 2024, for somebody to sign that two-year deal to take them up to 2026. I suppose we're never really going to find out. I'll be in the immediate future, but. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. That is definitely, and I wouldn't lie about this, that is definitely your, your, your five minutes up on Alfa Romeo. I don't know if you're a little long off. There you go, it's done. So, moving on to, and moving on up a little, sort of, <laughs> sort of, <laughs> McLaren. So, Lando Norris, P13, Oscar Piastri, P11. Now, I know... I know before people jump all over me. This this is what I'm saying. Lando (laughs) Norris had the five second penalty, but that was that was his own fault. Nobody asked to well, was it his own fault? Was it Graham Graham thinks that Lando was robbed? I disagree because look, was it Tom Tom at the FIA got in touch with Sky and said it was unsport and and Ted literally threw his toys at his pram about this one, didn't he? Literally threw his toys <laughs> he at the pram. Mental, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was saying things along the lines of "What do you mean by unsportsman?" Like, and, and, and yeah, what well, you tell us what it is? I mean, he should appreciate the fact we got an FIA decision during the race. Never mind what it's for. The fact that the students investigated something and gave us a penalty before the end of the race. I mean, come on, Ted. Exactly, mate. Exactly. That you know, doesn't normally yeah, happen. He did. He did. I, I just want to pick up on track. Sorry, when he compared it to Damon Hill and Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, some analogies for backing up the safety car, isn't it? I do think that a Schumacher and and um, you know Damon Hill collision was was one of them. Look, it, it 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 was one of them things. We all knew. We could all see what he was doing, and the FIA could see what he was doing. Do we blame him for trying it? No. Most teams. How many times have we seen teams over the years try and do exactly the same? Some have got away with it. Some they haven't. I yeah, mean, I mean, we we have we have seen it quite happen. I mean, I didn't see how much he backed it up. I don't know the actual figure. No, sorry, then, I didn't. I didn't see it enough to know how much it was. It must have been a lot for it to be picked up on. Yeah. But then you could also argue the question, the, the stewards were quite lenient anyway, not just in general, just and, and with McLaren. So obviously Lando got away with the unsafe release. Yeah, well, the team did, didn't they? Yeah, so, we went, yeah. Well, yeah, team, the Lando team. 
Um, but I'm still going to stand by what I said. I, do you know what? At, at certain points of the race today, I was looking at Oscar Piastri and he was, at times, I was going to put him down as my driver of the day because he was making some brilliant moves. Yeah, certainly towards the beginning, he was what, up into, was it sixth, yeah. I think, at one point? Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was looking comfortable. I thought for a minute, I thought, actually, are we going to see the real Oscar come out and actually drive yeah. that McLaren? And then he um, just kind of teased off after the pit stops, didn't he? The first round of stops. But this is the thing. I mean, you, both McLarens were in decent positions at one point and then just sort of petered off. And it, it just kind of faded, didn't it? Yeah. Just probably the right word for it. Which, you know, I'm, I'm not a, a, a massive McLaren fan. I, I don't mind McLaren on, on that stretch of the imagination. But at the same time, they should be doing better as a team. I think how many times have we said that again as well? Um, I mean, somebody in the comments there, 63 or so, has just put Piastri so overrated. Um, I don't agree. I think there is, again, no, I, think, yeah. I realise Joe Guang Yu, there's, there's, there's talent there. There's talent there in a, in a car that isn't there. Yeah, exactly. Give the guy um, the, the car and he, he shall perform, I suppose, is the, is the saying. I mean, he's getting a lot closer to, he's getting a lot closer to, to Lando. If you look at, he's had what, two Q3 appearances in the past yeah. three races. Did you, um, did you hear lap 37? Did you hear, um, <laughs> I'm going to laugh about this. I'm going to try and say this with a straight face. <laughs> Did you hear that um, the uh, Lando's uh, race engineer turned into, well, I, I think I think he stood up at one point and put a Ferrari uniform on. Um, <laughs> and Dan won't, won't be pleased oh, no, saying that. But um, the, the question, lap 37, the question to Lando was, Lando, do you think these rear tyres will last? To which Lando replied, who knows? I don't know. I'm driving a car. And it's like, am I really listening to this conversation between professionals? <laughs> <laughs> if he had just said, check I, in, then it would have been there, wouldn't it? That, that would have been funny. That would have that been would funny. Be funny. But, but, I mean, I've seen, I keep seeing the comments in, in the penalty. Look, it was, it was a clear penalty. Can we just clear this up? Whatever it was brand, whatever it was called might have been, whatever you want to call it, driving unnecessarily slow, impeding with safety car regulations, and sports like behaviour, whatever it's labelled as, it was a clear penalty. I've just seen an interesting comment there from Chris. I don't know if you've just read that one. So George gets away with jumping five cars and Hamilton gets away with pit. Russell, oh, well, we'll come to Mercedes. We will come to Mercedes, but just yeah. quickly on that, that was from uh, a few races previous and Russell didn't jump any cars, Chris. So. Yeah, we've, we've got the video footage of that because yeah, we made that mistake as well. We assumed yeah. he did. We, we jumped to that uh, assumption as well. We'll move. We'll move. Um, yeah, so um, as a team, McLaren, P13, P11, it's better. It's definitely better as a team. Several direction, big upgrades for Silverstone, hanging in there. I'm interested for Silver and for, uh, Silverstone for McLaren, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not to the point where I'm going to be jumping up and down saying they're going to be four, fifth, or sixth, or seventh, or whatever else. You're but, talking the floor, the fundamental part yeah, of the car, the Which floor. is a lot of teams have And they've had a lot of problems with this floor. They've yeah. been... They've been, you know, pulling up technical directors from last year. They've been failing all sorts. Whatever happened in that wind tunnel with the floor was really bad, to be honest. Yeah, they clearly took a wrong step in the direction. So if they've managed to fix that, I mean, it looks good in the wet, doesn't it? That McLaren, let's give them that credit. I mean, we obviously don't race in the West anymore, hardly. We've well, oof, full, oof. Full of have you, I think you've just done it again, haven't you? Is that, <laughs> is, is, does that count as a bombshell and we'll move? Well, that, we're having it. We're having it. We're having it. Let's move on. Yeah, so coming on to then Alpine, and you've got Esteban Ocon, who today finished P8, and Oscar, no, not Oscar Piastri, Pierre Gasly, P12. Looking at the wrong part of my notes there, weren't I? Um, <laughs> right, the first note I'm going to pick up on this is Esteban Ocon, Flexi Wing. Flexi Wing. Flexi Wing. So Lando Norris, at uh, certain parts of the race, was actually on the radio saying, it's unsafe, it's going to snap off. And it's going to cause a massive collision. Now, I, I, I don't know if you saw the flexi wing, but Didn't. it is to me, to me, to, to the to the untrained naked eye. To the naked me, eye. <laughs> it it looked like it was broken on the right hand side. I may be wrong. Um, Ted says it's been like that for several races, and it's been designed in that way. It can't have been designed in that way because how the FIA haven't looked at it and then, cause how many times have we seen it before? Slight little wobble in a wing, the FIA are all over it. I don't know because Ferrari brought one a couple of races back, didn't they, which they tried in FP, which looked um, like it was made out of cardboard. Probably was, no, Ferrari. <laughs> Probably was. <laughs> Costco. <laughs> you know. Oh, God. I, everyone is trying their luck with getting the, the areas on this car. I mean, 
It does look like it flexes a lot, but is that is that how it looks? Say, if it's a design thing, then it would have been through the CAD draw and it would have been through the plans they submit to the FIA when they bring an upgrade to the track. Obviously, now they submit the CAD draw and says, well, I don't need to check it. Yeah. And then they follow up with a physical check on, on the car. And we don't see a lot of this, but by it's normally sort of, it's normally before the Grand Prix weekend, you get this flurry of Formula One documents come through, which are all about scrutineering, which to be honest, are normally a bit of a mix as they kind of go, yeah, we checked so many cars and found that everything was in the regulations and they don't, they're not really interesting to read. You just skim read them and there's been nothing in anything like that. I mean, that's the only reason we picked up on the car on the floor because they said it was, it was, it had failed with yeah. one of the technical directors. So there's certainly been nothing in there from when it's been checked and it's certainly been under scrutineering. So. If it has been, the FIA are happy with it. Yeah, I mean, Ash has just put there, the problem is drivers thinking it's going to fall off. It, it It's basically just worrying. Um, is it worrying or is he just trying to gain a pace as well in frustration? This is what Absolutely. I was just about to say. For me, for me, that is a driver sat in the other, the opposition team going, yeah. hang on, FIA, hello. Yeah. Something wrong with this car, you need to black and white flag it, get him off, get it get it sorted and or whatever else. And you're not technically supposed to do that, are you? If you yeah, the rules say you can't, you you can't, can't snitch. But how many times do we see it in qualifying? That's what I'm saying. You know, apparently you're not supposed to do it, but how many times have we seen it with drivers querying stuff going, yeah, surely that was out or, oh. Look, we, we, is know, that safe? we know every team is out there for themselves and every team is against each other. But it's getting a bit sly now, isn't it? It used to be the case. It used to be the case where it was sly between the team principals and off the track and you'd hear rumours about, you know, <laughs> certain certain team principals teaming up with others against other teams but now it's over the mic on on you know when you're racing or when you're qualifying it's getting a little bit i don't know it's getting a little bit petty for me if i'm being totally honest yeah i, I want to just sit to race and i don't like seeing you know team orders and all of this grassing each other up yeah. and yeah trying to sit to some racing there is anyone getting the alpine questions i haven't seen anyone actually question alpine yet at all i'll keep seeing about mac fratari i keep seeing there's yeah. clearly a george russell fan in the comments FIA should give penalties for bitching on the radio. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think it's too far away, if I'm being honest. I don't think it is. Um, the Risley Bears just put up in and got a good car. I, d- I don't think they've got a bad package to unlock. It's, it's better, but I think by their standards, they'd be disappointed where it is still. So. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely the point. But yeah, yeah they, they seem to still be about four or five races behind the curve in terms of their development. Yeah. Everyone's expecting this early on in the season, I'd say so. But... Alpine, oh yeah, have you got, not got Alpine bombshell to finish Alpine on? No? Um, no. No, no. Well, you've kind of ruined that now, haven't you? Pierre Gasly is better than Esteban Ocon. Do not come at me. Moving on to, for, moving well, on to. Look at the championship. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a bombshell, allow it, all right, allow it. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, we've, sorry, we've was that, the that was the bombshell yeah but i mean you've ruined it i was ready to, was ready to get, get into defending destiny bestie then yeah, was you, did, you did you did you went Not full quite. full fight okay. mode and everything okay. then. right moving on then to everybody's because everybody loves this team. Everybody loves Ferrari. Even if you're not a Ferrari fan, you are a Ferrari fan. So moving on to Ferrari then. Charles Leclerc, P4. Carlos Sainz, P5. And do me a favour, get your party hat. Get your party oh, whistle it. back. I, I, won't, I won't do the popper because the people who've got earphones on. Ah, forget them. We've got earphones on. If I do it all the way back. Congratulations, Ferrari. Congratulations, on getting, Ferrari. On getting your pitch, stra- your pitch strategy bang on today. I've got a confession to make. I thought they completely dropped a clanger. Do you? No, I did during the race. Oh, you did? When, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. No, that's that's my apology. I sat there with my hands in my head going, Ferrari, what are you doing? No, I think they got it. I think they're they got it bang on today. But they got it bang on. But I mean, at the time, at the time, I missed out. I was like, you know, yeah. what are you doing here? That's a big gamble. I mean, I, I looked, I looked at it in the in the part. Um, they they actually schooled Red Bull today in terms of pitch strategy, and well, more more. I say Red Bull more so Perez. More so Perez, because Red Bull were gam- gambling on a fast pit stop, getting Perez out in front of at least one of the Ferraris anyway, and then obviously yeah. then you've got the choice. The only thing I will say, and I, this is the one big negative I've got for Ferrari today, and I will not understand it until the cows come out, and I don't care who you are. This could be me sat here with Fred Vasseur right now having a conversation with Fred, and I still wouldn't watch it, uh, listen to it. So, Fred, if you are listening, please <laughs> can you come to me and understand, make me understand why you aren't letting your two drivers at least have some sort of a challenge with each other. I know yeah. you got a fourth and fifth, but come on. Yeah. 
You, you lost the words there. That's, well, no, that's I, was reading, I was actually reading. <laughs> I was actually reading Justine's comment there about about signs arguing with the Ferrari pit strategy though because they did have it there. Um, you know what's that? Ferrari fans have to prevent tires eating time. But have they found something where they just settle for middle middle sort of pace because they weren't troubling anyone? They didn't get close enough to anyone. Yes, they kept ahead of Checo, but they couldn't close the gap on on Lewis. They just sat in there, didn't they? And you can conserve your tires in that in that window. So I'm not sh- I'm not convinced they sorted the tire deck out. You you can sit in that block and you can manage it. And if you know that the driver behind you isn't challenging, i.e. Carlos, well, this, it's a this, lot easier to manage the tires. Yeah, and I mean, look, I I do I do kind of to a degree. I do to to a degree understand why. Obviously, you you've just reserved fourth and fifth, but. I do find it hard to believe that at least one of them drivers wasn't faster than than the other, and you could have potentially released one of them, Charles. So, but should you I'm, be doing? I'm not. I'm not going to say that as a confidence boost personally. If someone told my teammate to sit behind me on my gearbox, well, this is the thing, isn't it? And then you've got to then put yourself in Carlos's position that the team have just said, "Oh, you, you will not challenge Claire." Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Carl. I'm sure that wasn't Carlos's idea. Yeah, you know, we're you not going back mean? to we're not going back to Damon Hill when he was in the Jordan. You know, saying actually, we're going to catch a one I mean, two in here if, if we don't challenge each other. Comment there by A1B095 felt like they didn't have the confidence to move forwards without risking risking opening the door for Checo. Well, this is the thing. I don't think I don't think Checo was ever in the. I think that was the original idea. I think that was the original idea. Yeah. Like you say, definitely when I think when when that round of pit stops come out and obviously Checo pitted again, I think that was the idea behind it then. But then you're still sacrificing one of them by doing that, aren't you? So by saying that, yeah. they they were gonna, they were ready to leave Carlos out to dry with Checo if he closed the gap. Um, yeah, Ferrari. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> just absolutely just deafened me. Um, I think with Ferrari, I don't know if I can hear myself anymore. I, I think with Ferrari, I'm going to take it as a positive because. I haven't wrote that many notes about Ferrari, if I'm being completely honest. And, no, I, th- and, I think they just stayed there. They were point. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a positive. If I'm being completely honest with you. It has to be a positive. Like um, I said it. I wrote. I thought their strategy was down down the pan with the safety car, but they proved me wrong on that in their in their defence. Yes, they might have had a bit of niggle with Carlos arguing a bit on strategy, but then ultimately it didn't didn't affect the result. And it's a good result from nice nice bit of points. Yeah, I mean, look, what happened with Ferrari from that after recent few weeks? Oh, oh. So you're over it again. What are you cooking tonight? That is your five-minute Ferrari warning done. Sorry, Dan. Dan. Dan, you've had your five minutes now. Hope you enjoyed it, Dan. However, there's more positives than negatives. Yeah, there's more positives than negatives this week round. This week round. This time round. Whatever. It is what it is. Um, Yeah, let's see. Let's see if they can keep pushing next race, and we'll. we'll, They need to make a step, though, don't they? Because they they're not where they should be now in year. So hopefully, it's a turning corner. Yeah. Dan, what was your comment? Dan's put, you didn't answer um, uh, my comments. Well, all right, then, quickly put it back in. Quickly put it back um, in, Dan. Before you put, it, put it back in, Dan, and I'll depress you a little bit more about Charles Leclerc yeah. because I, I still think he's got to the point now where he yeah, he needs to find a new team. Oh, he needs to find a new home, yeah. Yeah, he does. You haven't done that one, all of them. You just need to find a new home. Let's see if I can find some Dan's points quickly. Um, yeah, you go and find Dan's comments. Um, you keep talking about Charles Leclerc. And I'll keep talking about Charles Leclerc not performing in a Ferrari yet again. Um I just think Carlos. I think Carlos has got the better of him. That that and that that that's as simple as it is. But I think that ultimately comes comes down to confidence, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, let let's see what happens in the driver market. I, the, the problem is with Leclerc. I don't see where he goes to. And I know we keep saying this, but how many times you can't you can't dodge that bullet, can you? Where does he go to? He ain't going to Red Bull. He ain't going to find a Mercedes seat. Aston, who knows? Would there be more in the mix if um, Carlos hadn't got that penalty? Do you think? Yeah. I don't know, you know, because look, I, I look at qualifying and I think Carlos deserved a hell of a lot more than he actually oh, got. Yeah, the stuff definitely. that he did. Yeah. So, although he got, although he got the penalty, I don't think it actually hindered the team as much as people think it did. Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, anyway, Dan, you haven't put your questions in. So you talked you about, about Tire Day. I think they might have turned the corner on, on Tire Day. But to be honest, Dan, what's more frightening, and I will answer this one, is. Ferrari were the only team who didn't bring any upgrades to the track. A single upgrade wasn't on that Ferrari. So if they have sorted out the tyre deck, I'm intrigued to know how will be what I say. So they didn't bring anything. It's that flexi floor. And that's, that's a bombshell to end on. They've that, made their car better without bringing any upgrades. There you that, go. Is that flexi floor back? That's a bit of a is, is that flexi floor back? Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, you've had your Ferrari time. Boom. Let's go. Boom.
We are moving on to Aston Martin and Fernando Alonso P2, Lance Stroll P9. I'm going to start with the negative. Yeah, I just saw your face drop a little bit then when I said lifting coops. No, no, that's not even a negative. That's not even a negative to me. But we will come on to that. But Lance Stroll, what is going on? Come on, some somebody somebody comment now. What is going on with Lance Stroll? Please, because I, I can, can I write what I put down for Lance Stroll? Go for it. I said that Lance Roll still thinks he's on the driver's parade lap. It's a good job I just didn't have a drink because that would have been everywhere. You know, I mean, Lance quite clearly, he, he's maybe he's not got a points bonus in his contract, um, would be what I'd say. Maybe Fernando has, maybe that's the difference. But I'm starting but, to feel now, do you, they, do you, do you feel they, like there's there's no pressure there for him? Because in, yeah. in theory, there's no trap door, is there? When your dad owns a team, there's no trap door. That's not controversial to even say that. And I don't think there's anybody anywhere that wouldn't think that way. I mean, if they got two choices, haven't they? So if Lawrence wants Aston Martin to be a championship contender, he's going to have to deal with Lance. Because at the beginning of the season, we had the injuries. We had the, you know, is it his injuries, is that? We're too far in now. He's, he's fully fit. There's no excuses anymore. He's not even... The last race, he only beat Fernando because... Fernando sat behind him, waving to the Spanish fans on the way round, collecting a couple of points because he knew he was going to get a podium. And he's got to make a choice now, hasn't he? He's got to go. I'm either serious about Aston Martin being a championship contending car or it's still my hobby and I'm going to keep my son in the seat. Because if that was anyone else, they'd be under a lot more pressure. Oh, mate, guaranteed. I mean, you, yeah, look, guaranteed. At the pre- you look at the pressure Nick, Nick uh, de Vries is under. Already. It's costed them second place now in the, in the construction. Well, this, this, this is the thing. Come the end of the season now, it's going to cost them a lot. Of they're, they're going to look back on that and go, actually, no, I don't think that's acceptable. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm me, just, me, if Lance's last thing wasn't strong, we'd be speculating who'd be replacing. Exactly. Absolutely right. Uh, Trackside put uh, Lawrence should le- uh, leak a story to the press about dropping him. Maybe that'll put some pressure on him. Well, don't you just ring him up and have him around for tea when the time it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's all right, mate. It's fine. I understand what you're doing. But yeah, I mean, look, it's it's chalk and cheese because you've got and I, look, I know, I know, Fernando's ten times the driver. We're not stupid. We get yeah. that. But at the same time, equal machinery, it should at least be up there. And, and, and they're a team which is an equal machinery. That is where you can do a direct comparison. Yeah. We know they've got the same cars. Yeah, and it's he's just not performing. But I mean, Ashley's put Nan, Nando and Charles next season. That would be a good partnership. I mean, somebody's just put there, where is it? Uh, Scott has just put Felipe Drogovic. I was disappointed we didn't see him in Bahrain, if I'm honest. I would like to have seen him. Having, yeah, sort of see what he could do in the car, see his yeah. development. It would have been really interesting to see after the testing, actually, if he could have got a lot closer to Fernando, maybe, than what Lance has. And I don't know, maybe there'd be an occasion where... Lance maybe can't drive towards the end of the season that they try it. But I, I just can't see it happening. That's what I get I get annoyed with because you've got a car and a team which are putting out everything to get these results. Yet, clearly, this isn't the right partnership for them in terms of drivers. So surely you've got to change it. It doesn't seem to get mentioned though, does it? And I know, again, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll fall back to the, it's his son, it's this father and son partnership. And, but, you know, we mentioned it on the, on the last, um, podcast that, you know, L- Lawrence is a businessman. And ultimately, your businessman, if you are running, he's ruthless, isn't he? I mean, he this is the stories about him. But I, I, I said this last week, I wouldn't like to be in his position. I really wouldn't because at the end of the day, it's family, isn't it? But ultimately, that decision is going to have to be made unless, uh, Lance starts pulling his socks up. But anyway, let's not dwell too much on Lance because we will start getting irate. We will. And, and so uh, again, Fernando. Fernando, yeah. I mean, P2, be well happy with that. I mean, he looked, he, after the race, he looked drained. He looked drained. But then, interestingly. He was annoyed, though. He was really annoyed, though, wasn't he, during that race? Interestingly, um, Aston Martin actually came on the radio as he was driving down the pit straight uh, when the race had finished. And they actually said to him, um, other than, other, if it wasn't, uh, Aston Martin believe if they didn't have the issue, they would have been challenging Max for the victory. Is that, that far- is, that, is that a bit far-fetched? It's too sorry to start losing it because surely Max knows the gap behind him, doesn't he, as well? And he's managing that gap yeah. equally as much as Fernando's managing the gap to, to Lewis. I still think the Red Bull would have had enough to easily go past the Aston Martin and stay in front of it. I don't even think they would have caught it. I think Max would have just put, put the hammer down. He didn't look like he, I mean, he wasn't getting fast as that, was he, Max, towards the end, no. to be honest. So he was clearly managing a gap and just leaving it like that. So I think 
I think they would have been closer. I think they were definitely ahead of Mercedes. You know, we saw Lewis yeah. on the medium try to take it to him a bit when he was lifting and coasting. Didn't happen, did it? Well, in, see, this is the interesting. That's what two, one point four at one point, and then yeah, they obviously well, this, released Fernando from lifting and coasting. Well, this is what I'm saying. They were lifting and coasting. Was it actually an issue, or are you just preserving the tyres for when Lewis does? Because ultimately, Lewis was on the mediums. They were going to burn out at some point, weren't they? Because he's, he's absolutely wringing the neck out of that car to try and get on the gearbox of Fernando. So ultimately, the two were going to come together at one point, and it was going to get to the point where... But Fernando kind of went, they just went, okay, go on then. And he did. I think it it changed on it changed when Mercedes went on to the hards, because Mercedes didn't look comfortable on the hard tyres at all. Yeah. Their, their pace on hards definitely dropped off. Yeah, when Lewis went after that safety car and switched on to it, Fernando, to be fair, caught him with ease and got past him. I know he was close anyway before then, but when he when they went onto the hard tyres, the Mercedes dropped off compared to the, the Aston Martin on the hard. It seems to suit the hard tyres. The Aston Martin did so. But here's the thing, right? We're going. We, so it it still for me is a bit chalk and cheese with Aston Martin. I think they're going to be absolutely thoroughly ecstatic where with what Fernando's doing. But then you're looking at the other side of the garage and they're going to be absolutely kicking themselves. So they're going to be pleased, but not pleased. But 9.5 seconds behind the Red Bull, which is not 25 seconds or 30 seconds. No, it's a lot better. So whether that was down to the track or whether that was just down to Red Bull, just, just having a jolly. But they did bring significant upgrades. It was... It was floor upgrades, wasn't it? Yeah, there was floor, there was side pods, there was cooling vents, a lot on the Aston Martin this weekend. And and again, is that is that enough to put them back in front of the Mercedes? And this is what we said last time out in Spain, didn't we? When Mercedes looked like they'd coined that gap, we said, actually, have they? Or is it a one-off and that's the Martin are going to come back? Or are we now going to get into this trading of the two teams now as they develop these cars? I think we will. Between then- you know, Mercedes and Aston Martin, very similar cars in terms of the rear end and stuff. But Aston Martin is taking a lot more aggressive on the side pods. Um, yeah. yeah, they've got a lot more data on it, obviously. Mercedes got, what, two races? One of them was Monaco. Don't really count, does it? No. In terms of side pods. So they know much more with that car. The floor changes. The floor changes we make as they change the side pods. If you read the, the list of upgrades, they literally have to change everything to, to coincide with it all. It was, it was one big upgrade, which all worked together. But their, their aim is to try and get everything, you know, like Red Bull to that rear beam wing. And that's it, really. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, Aston will be positive, but not positive. Um, Aston. Lawrence, if you are watching, Traxxas was absolutely spot on there with that comment for you. That truth is, Aston should be a lot higher in the constructors because Lance Fent. Absolutely, they should have second place now. Adolf. And they talked about this beginning of the season with, um, I'll say it for you, Matt, Mike Crack. Mike, Mike the, Crack. Mike <laughs> Crack. Well, yours or Mike. Um, but either way. Whoever's Crack. Yeah. <laughs> but either, either way, but he said this beginning of the season and, and his words have come back to haunt him because he said they needed to box him off early because the teams will come back. He said Mercedes Alpine, they'd come back and challenge him. And it's starting to look like that's starting to, to happen now. And if they yeah. keep performing like they are, I mean, I don't know what's the gap between Aston and Ferrari now in terms of constructors. I haven't got that information in front of me. Uh, two points between Ferrari and Aston. Yeah, if Ferrari keep doing double double points like they did today, we know that team come down as well. And it would be absolute travesty if Aston Martin slipped below Ferrari, if Ferrari get that together. You see what I'm saying? Somebody's going to have to bite, bite that bullet. And that is when I think, but that is, I think, a game changer there. Somebody will, uh, Aston will have to bite the bullet. And I, unfortunately, I think it's going to have to come down to the uh, the family toys, should we say? Yes, and on yes. that, and on that bombshell, just keep buying the scene. Just keep buying the scene. Send it, send it somewhere else. We we said this though, didn't we? Yeah. We just laugh about it. We said this. Just buy another team, move him sideways. IndyCar. IndyCar. I think I think that's a love IndyCar. Couldn't tell. If, if, if you're watching Zach and you've got an IndyCar team. But moving on from Aston Martin then, we are going to move on to... Ooh. Just before we do move on though. Go on. Look at Justine's comment. What is it? What is it? What is it? Maybe Otmar tried and that's why he went. Ooh, you never know. Does Mike Crack look like somebody who would go against Lawrence? Sorry, does, does what? Does Mike Crack... <laughs> Does your crack look like somebody no, that... against Lawrence? <laughs> <laughs> on that bombshell. <laughs> yeah, on that bombshell, on Terry's bombshell of his crack, we are going to move on to Mercedes. <laughs> so today you have Lewis Hamilton, P3, and Mr. Ball with a spoon in his mouth, George Russell. Not my comment, by the way. Not my comment. <laughs> just other people's cards. Just get it, out there. get it out there before everyone else does. Uh, George Russell, DNF. Where would you like to start with this one? So we start with George Russell. It wasn't the Water Champions that got him, was it? It wasn't. No, that's what I mean. It wasn't the Water Champions. That's why he could continue to. It wasn't that war. It was the. Um, it, it was, was a, a it, it, it was a little bit stupid, though, wasn't it? I mean, come on. It was silly. 
he was pushing and pushing and pushing, trying to get on the back of Lewis and uh, Nando, should we say. Um, pushing too much, took too much curb, bounced up, took, collected the wall. I mean, it's interesting. Did you see Toto? <laughs> Toto, Toto did his little wheel yeah. that George did. I mean, you've yeah. just had a car that's just bounced off the wall, caused X amount of damage to the car and stuff like that. And In a cost cap when you can't afford to... Yeah. At the rear suspension, it costs too much. It may seem funny at the time, which I'm, I suppose he's looking back on it now and going, it's not really funny. Yeah, when we want to get it back to Brackley, would it? Exactly, yeah. But listen, positive rice for Lewis. Um, as you say, the Aston's move forward dramatically. It now makes... I'm not going to be too negative with the Mercedes, you know, because that car looked pretty solid today. It I, did. It did. It did and it didn't. Listen, right, I think I think we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> And I'm, I'm going to bring you back down to earth, right? I'm going to bring back down to earth. Just remember, it's the W14. And it it's is. the W14 that we know started the season with a, li- with a few adaptations, obviously with the floor and whatever else, and the, the now semi sort of little bit bigger side pods. But I think realistically, I think we've got to be realistic with it. It has moved forward. And I suppose last time around, did we get a little bit carried away? I think every, every Mercedes fan got carried away. The- the thing that shocks me is that Mercedes still can't find that pace that, for some reason, Aston Martin can unlock because they weren't challenging today, were they? I mean, you know, they asked Lewis for a hammer time and he didn't have a toolbox with him, did he, to get one out at one point? Well, this is the he thing, he I mean, was like, I'm giving it everything. And he was, you could tell yeah. from the way that, that oh, yeah, car was, I mean, was, he was he the at one point. Yeah, at one point he was, he was, you know, when he was trying to close that gap on Fernando, I thought he's going to go to Wallier because he was literally dirt tra- tracking it completely. But George, I think, is... I think he's upset that he's behind Lewis in terms of the championship. I think maybe for him, the, la- the worst thing last season was beating Lewis. Do you know what? If I'm honest. I don't know how many times I need to come back onto this story that, you know, George Russell does not have anything to prove against Lewis Hamilton. And, 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 but he does for himself, and maybe that's... Well, you know, yeah, I suppose. I mean, did, it's interesting. Did you watch the sky build-up? Did you watch the uh, lie detector? I've seen clips of it. I think Martin put some videos on as well. I've seen, I have some well, clips. I didn't see it all. I saw... The lie lie detector was that um, who do you think obviously is the goat of the sport? And he said Lewis Hamilton. And then the next question was, do you feel you're faster than Lewis Hamilton? And he said, yes, I am at the moment, which you're not, George. No, you're not. (laughs) You're really not. So again, does that come back to do do I I come back to the the self entitlement, which I suppose you've got to back yourself as a driver. You have, you've got to back yourself as a driver, but yeah, you've also got to be um, realistic with it as well. Um, I think, I think Mercedes will be again, happy where they are in terms of the car and development. Like you said, I think they they would like to have taken it to Fernando a lot more. What's worrying is if Fernando is lifting and coasting and Lewis couldn't catch him, that's a worry in terms of the car. This comes down to, uh, Lewis said it in his interview, View with um, Jensen at the end, so that they, they, they know or the team know that they're losing too much pace in the low speed corners. Everywhere else, he said the, the car is absolutely perfectly fine. So the low speed corners is where they're losing it to Red Bull and Aston. Now the team yeah. have said, obviously they know how to fix that, but they can't fix it under the cost cap restrictions until next year. The worry is, will it be a little bit too late by then in comparison to Red Bull and Aston? I suppose we're never really going to find out, are we, until we get to that point? Uh, my my challenge to that is they use the same parts. This is it. This so is if if, if Mercedes thing. upgrade their rear suspension, Aston Martin by default upgrade their rear suspension because yeah. they buy them from Mercedes. So they're always going to be one step. So they're always going to be well, all all level pickings. You're never going to yeah. get that. You know, Callum's put Hamilton is different. It is. I mean, but even so, he was told to push. And he had nothing there. You know, I didn't, I didn't, he didn't want to use them words because he would have embarrassed himself. Yeah. You know. I just yeah. a, a comment there from Dan that uh, put, okay, you're five minutes on Mercedes is up. I no, mean, time my, hasn't gone yet. my timer hasn't gone yet, Dan, to be honest. Can it's we just, close. Can, it's close. Can we just talk about how Lewis has been very lucky this weekend with penalties? Because oh, I do yeah. believe he's, he's I, close, close to the wind more, more I, than once this weekend. I wrote down during the race that that was a... I thought it was a slam dunk of a... And Lando Norris's too was yeah I think they both were yeah and this is what I said earlier that I think the I think the FIA or the stewards have been quite lenient this weekend well they seem to be lenient in the race they went all in in qualifying and then had a day off today well was that the reason 
Did yeah, they, but did, I still think did the I mean, FIA I mean, spend all their coins in in quality? Well, I mean, if they got a quote, they got the meat. Is yeah, maybe that's the thing. They, they seem to have a quote, and they spent it all on Saturday, maybe. Martin's here. Martin's here in the comments. Look, he's not happy. He's not happy. No penalty. Uh, no penalty for for Lewis and that. Yeah, I mean, Dave's put that. You know, Lewis finds it. Well, he couldn't this weekend. I mean, there was that instant with his yeah a bit of dirt on his mirrors in qualifying, yeah. which didn't even get reported to the stewards. No. I was at least expecting him to go to the stewards to explain it. Yeah, but did you know to, to not even have it loses was. Yeah, bizarre. Let's be honest about it. And those two today looked unsafe releases. Yeah, if if a driver's got to stop, if a driver's physically got to stop, like Alonso had to, break and make a correction, that's an unsafe release. I agree. I, I, I can't yeah, even, simple as that. I can't even stand up for it. You know, being open and honest, I, I wrote down on South release Lewis Hamilton, and then I, I even put down further that when it came back, I was shocked. I've, I've even written down shocked at no penalty for Lewis Hamilton and, and uh, Lando. Yeah, now I think I did say it as, as I wrote it. I was like, that's a, that's a that's a penalty coming Mercedes way. But again, as a whole, I think. But then that's not his fault, though. Yeah, let's go back to yeah, yeah, stewards and everything. It's not their fault. You can't you can't fault them for the FIA not giving a penalty, can you? So yeah, listen, George George Russell aside, he's going to be devastated after that weekend. But we know, we know. Well, look, we'll, we'll come on to Red Bull next. I mean, he did he did, he did drive he did drive up tip back into the points after he smashed into that wall. Oh yeah, that, that Mercedes couldn't have been performing that well. There was clearly issues with it when he brought it back to what P8 was at one point. Well, it's interesting because he smashed the right side of the car into the wall yeah when they retired the car they actually said it was the re- uh, the left front left but is that because of the force right. that went through it potentially because George did say it was pulling to one side didn't it yeah so, so maybe again, it's, again, it, it as he well. hit it it's the force but anyway, you, you, your time's up on Mercedes. Yeah, Lewis be happy with another podium. Um, George yeah. be devastated that another little he, he positive note. Away. Another little positive note to end on: only fourteen point one seconds. I, I just, it's daft. I even say that, <laughs> innit? It's daft. It's <laughs> ridiculous. I even say that. But only fourteen point one seconds beyond the Red Bull. And on that bombshell, we will come next to Red Bull. Red Bull. So Max Verstappen. Well, do you need me to tell you where he finished? Should, should we start with Checo? P1. Well, yeah, Sergio Perez, P6. On paper, not a bad result. However, one thing I wrote down, what on earth, and this is how, this is exactly how I've written it down, <laughs> what on earth is going on with Sergio Perez? Question mark, question mark, question mark. That's anybody, what I mean. Anybody care to explain? And anybody in the comments? I mean, I, we've I, had some staunch Checo supporters here. We've criticised Checo in the past and been yeah. absolutely eaten alive in the comments. But So what we've got, Max is in Checo's head. Um, don't know why he started on the hards. He started on the hards to make to let him go long in case there was a safety car. I think um, that was the plan behind that one. Don't think strategy was an issue today. Chris is putting not talking shit. Well, not Chris. He's part of Red Bull. Yeah. Can't win. You know, we keep we go back to this. So we keep going about the two drivers equal machinery. We know that Max is a faster driver, but Checo Checo should have been a lot closer to the Ferraris today. If, if not, I feel you know. I thought that car should have been a lot yeah. closer to the Ferraris at least. That car should have been up there challenging Lewis at least. I don't, I don't even sabotage stuff. I, I don't think Red Bull, they've got no need to do that. Red Bull have it. Checo is not on Max's gearbox. If it's one and two, you you might be able to throw a bit of weight going that. But I don't think that. I don't I, think that there's. I still don't think. Right. I don't know. You, you can look at this from two ways. So, did you read the story about um, the press asked Max on uh, about Perez? And it, it, and in short, he basically turned around and said, "Well, I don't know what's going on with Sergio Perez." In short, shrugged his shoulders and said, "I don't really care." Yeah. Which I mean, he's winning the championship. He's driving brilliantly every race. He shouldn't really have to care about Sergio in a, in a way. I get that. But at the same time, you're, you're still a collective team. You're still driving as a team. Is is that fair? <laughs> Little days, but Chelsea's driving a rebadged Alfa Tauri. <laughs> <laughs> For all we know, it could be. But Checo Checo isn't a threat to Max. Checo's not a threat to anybody at the moment. Checo looked like Charles on bad weekends. I just I just don't think that Checo. We say about confidence, but that remark that was made was it Capuccio when they were saying Checo was out of the title race, and when I think it's Howard Mark who said he was never really in it. It just goes to show, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean Chris has put there. He's going backwards again. His confidence is rock bottom for his own self pressure. I mean, look, you know, I, I, I mentioned it yesterday. Was I was talking about this yesterday with um, Christian Horner come out, didn't? and he said that um, oh, what was it he said now he come out and he said that Checo just needs to forget about the championship and just concentrate on driving which I, to a degree I, I can understand it don't get me wrong but do you really want to be hearing that from your TP but Fernando's hunting him down for second place now 
Yeah. I mean, Checo's on 126, Fernando's now on 117, and Lewis is on 102. So I'll be safe to say, I'll be safe to say that Checo Perez is in exactly the same mindset and position that Charles Leclerc is in. I think he's going that way, isn't he? If he doesn't get a big result soon, I mean, he's missed. Is it Q3 he's missed in the past three races? No. I mean, I mean, granted, yesterday was... I don't, I don't know. I'm mixed minds about it yesterday because you've still... Look, Albon, you've still got to put it out there at the right time, haven't you? You've still got to do it regardless. They've got the same data, the the same data available, haven't they? Yeah. See? Um, and didn't he go out behind Max on a lot of his runs anyway? Mm-hmm. To be honest, as he, they both went out pretty much the same time both of the Red Bulls did. I just think Perez is in hot water is is the best way of describing it. He's in hot water because... I mean, I should put about the fastest out there. I think that was the team's decision to just give him the fastest out. I don't think that was anything to do with a personal check or thing. I that, think that, that was just... They were just was, taking a point off Mercedes. Or that it was, was simply the, the fact that Max wasn't going for the... He even said over the team radio that Max, Max said, I'm not going for the fastest lap. So the result was, yeah. well, do we want another team to have an extra point? I mean... Yeah, that, that, and there was, enough, there was enough time to put him on to exactly. the... It was a no-brainer for Red Bull. But yeah, I mean, Checo, team be happy with P6, but you'll be looking at that now. Like we said about Aston Martin, you'll be looking at that now and going, if that continues, that sort of form continues... I mean, Max is still going to keep winning. We know that. And that's still going to be collecting points for the constructors. But you'd still like to think that, you know, like when Mercedes had dominance and Ferrari have had dominance, you still want the one-twos. You still want to break them records. You still want to get the most collected points that you can for us. Well, I, think, I think the basic requirement from Red Bull will be that Checo finishes second in the championship. Yeah. If, if not, you know, if, if then we all know that Max is their number one driver and that that's, that's really they want to win the title in terms of the team dynamics. He is their number one driver, I can say. He's better driver. There's no, you know. I think somebody at my door, ain't got. <laughs> I'll be back in about ten minutes. Just while, Chris, oh, okay. just, just while Chris comments and gets it out of his system. <laughs> but yeah, look, check check him aside. Then let's go on to Max then, because I don't feel like we talk about Max. Enough. Well, I I feel like we do, but we get told that we don't, and I'm not mentioning names. So Verstappen, um, he, he <laughs> that's going to be right in the podcast, isn't it? The dog having a drink in the background. Can you hear that? <laughs> uh, yeah, Verstappen, absolutely driving brilliantly. You can't take anything away from him in that in that respect. Um, I just now I'm not even going to go there. I'm not doing it. Verstappen's driving brilliantly. We know it's a, we know it's a mixture of the car. I mean, you had comments earlier on a, on a video that was saying, you know, um, why do you always bring up the fact about the car? But it, it would be unfair not to, wouldn't it? You're muted, by the way. Schoolboy error. Schoolboy error. Um, but yeah, it'd be unfair not to, wouldn't it? Because it's a combination of both. And you, you say exactly the same about Lewis and, and Mercedes and whoever, yeah. and you, you know. <laughs> Tell it. me about it, Dan. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> you got the dogs. I've got Chief Arnold running around the back. Two seconds. This is your time to fill now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got that. I've got one when the kids run around the background. This is what happens when we live podcast. But uh, I mean, from, from the point of view, it's not just Max, is it? It's Max and the, and the, and the car is both. But Max is a great driver. He's outclassed everybody. Um, he's now equal with Senna in terms of wins. And it's really weird talking when Matt's not there, isn't it? But yeah, Matt's now is Lewis 2015. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, he's driving with supreme confidence. He's totally at ease with the car. He's he's not pushing the car, I don't think, at all. Not to its full potential. I think there's a lot more in that Red Bull to still come. It's interesting you say that, and I only just caught the end of that, but... There you go, you say that. I think Red Bull can make the car fast. I think the car's already faster, because it's well, not being challenged. It's... You know. No, and we both know for a fact that the calculations have already been done yeah. and they reckon at the moment that the Red Bull has at least 1.1 seconds that it's hiding. Yeah. Which, if that's the case, right, that's a lot. That is, that, I can't even put into words what that means. That's a lot of time. That's what I mean. I mean, Sunday drive, Max, Max was out for a Sunday drive. And that's why I don't think that Fernando could have got closer, going back to that comment Fernando made earlier. Yeah. I, d- I don't think he could have. I think that Red Bull had more than enough to pull away. And I think Max is a good enough driver to have pulled away. He wasn't pushing that car. If you look at the way that he was taking the corners, he wasn't putting it. Yeah, you look back to where we said about Lewis trying to catch Fernando yeah. and how he was kicking up dirt and stuff. Max wasn't doing that at any point today. I mean, Rob's just put there, how do you know? I assume you mean the 1.1 seconds. The calculations have been done from comparisons of quality laps and yeah. also race runs. And talk in general of the engine being turned down. Yeah. 
So I mean that's I mean, that's right. I mean even when even when that Red Bull comes out on a Friday day for FP1, FP2, and the setup's not quite right. We've had that a couple of times this year. Max doesn't look overly worried by it. Yes, he can on the radio and make comments, but it's not a worried comment. It's more of a I need something to change. But it's not it's not in a worried way. It's more of a it just doesn't feel right. And then they they change the setup and it gets right. So he doesn't look like he's he's concerned about it. And I think if you've got confidence in the car and you're driving the way you're driving. You know, there's a lot more in it. Yeah, Max took a bump, started laughing. He did, you know. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he come over the radio, didn't he? He said, "Oh, I almost knocked myself out there," and then had a little giggle about it. And I mean, yeah. when you when you've got a driver that's in that position, that's that's a dangerous position to be in because, quite frankly, he sounds cool, calm, collective, and relaxed, which is exactly what Red Bull need from a from a driver. Yeah, you know? and he's he's well on his way to to a world championship. I mean, I don't know when the calculation. Some something messaged earlier and said, "When can Max actually?" you know, physically close out the championship because yeah. that's the way it's looking. It ain't that far away from being... No, I mean, I'm sure someone's doing the maths at some point, but... We must also take this opportunity to congratulate uh, Red Bull. Oh, where's your, where's your hat and your... I've got my hat. Put your hat back on and your, your little party blower again then. I'm not doing party blower because you're wrong. It's absolutely funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, c- congratulations, uh, Red Bull, on your uh, century of wins. Yeah, 100 wins. You, yeah. you know, and... When they joined Formula One, I don't think they could have envisaged the journey they've had, that's for sure. You know, when they first started out all them years ago, and you can't say that way, 100 wins in Formula One. Yeah, what's Robert Adrian New on 200 wins? That's what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's a winning combination, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Max on, on 41 wins now. Yeah. Yeah. Missed, uh, missed out in his Grand Slam this weekend, though, didn't he? He did, but... Is that a negative? Can we can we take that as it? I'm taking it as a negative. <laughs> there you go, Red Bull. You've got your negative. Max missed out on his Grand Slam this weekend. <laughs> does that mean anything to you guys? I don't think it does. But yeah, I, I think. I, listen, uh, we're gonna, we're going to say this quite a lot, but I think it's wrapped up for Red Bull. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's the case of when it happens. Yeah, it'll be it. interesting to see what comes of the whole Perez situation. I know we've said it before about obviously replacing Perez halfway for the season. Will it happen? Won't it happen? Who knows? I don't think they're in any position this season. And I think this is where it's going to save Sergio. I don't think they're going to be in any position this season where Max is going to drop points that's going to affect the Constructors' Championship. No, I mean, no, not, not at all. He can win that himself, can't he? Max is winning that on his own. So, yeah. yeah. Red ball aside then, shall we move on to some quick fire questions? Quick fire questions before we wrap up? Quick fire questions then. So yeah, we'll do a couple of minutes of quick fire questions. Now, if you don't get round to answering your quick fire question, just put it, keep putting it in and we will eventually pick it up. <laughs> Maybe okay. not this week. <laughs> yeah, probably next week. So go away then with your quick fire questions. Will Red Bull win every race? I don't think they will. Only because I'm not so sure with Checo's confidence that if something did happen to Max, that Checo would step in and win at the moment. I completely agree. Who is the most under pressure driver on the grid? Um, Lance Stroll. Nick DeVries. <laughs> is Bottas underperforming? Yes. But then yes. car, car related. So, yes. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Well, where will McLaren finish in the Constructors' Championship? Not where they'd like to be is the answer. I want to say six for six, maybe, is where I want to go with them. Just doing a quick maths. Yeah. If you would be uh, above them, Checker not go on, sorry. Go on, Checker not gain on the Ferraris. Yes, that was a concern. I really thought he'd be able to catch the Ferraris, at least get onto the back of the Suns and challenge. Is Alonso, just in spot, is Alonso going to win a race? Yes, he's going to win Silverstone, and you heard it here first. Are Red Bull still sandbagging? I think we covered that in the thing. I think, yeah. I'm not sure sandbagging is the word. I'd say there's much more performance to come from that car. Uh, is that is sandbagging? Lu- is Lewis over- overperforming in that car? I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say he's over- overperforming. Um, he's de- he's definitely getting the maximum out of it. Should should Lance Stroll be replaced? Yes. Why did you go? Yes. <laughs> say it with chest. Come on, say it with chest. Yes. yes. Uh, he, is George under pressure? Pressure with forty point gap to Lewis. Yes. Um, I don't think he is because I don't think George has got to prove himself to Lewis or against Lewis. Um, how did Lewis not get a penalty for unsafe release? Um, I'm with you on that one. I don't see how he didn't get a penalty. Should we just say it's look of the gods? Yeah, he definitely um, should have got penalty. He is one for you. Is Lando a top five driver on the current grid? No. No, not Lens. Uh, worst driver today? Ooh. Nick DeVries. Yeah. Well, actually, probably Logan Sargent because of what happened. I'd still go Nick. Do you think Leclerc will leave Ferrari at the end of the season? No, I think 2024 was the biggest shake-up for everybody. Yeah, completely agree. Um, if you say Lance, I'll fight you. I think that's it now, isn't it? I think we're almost done. Looks like we're getting into a fight with Justine. Yeah. Um, we'll answer a couple more and then we'll wrap up. Um, yes, we are looking forward to Silverstone. 
Will they replace Checo? I, I think, I think they'll be considering it. Yeah, I think we've just been over that one, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, is George overrated? Well, if you ask a few in the comments section, you know what answer you're going to get. I don't think he is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Connor's just reminded us Silverstone is um, two races away. Races away. So, woo, can't wait. Uh, Tyre sorted on the Ferrari. Um, um, yes and no. I said there's improvements. I just think it's down to the track. But again, I think the track might show. Yeah. But we've got new tyres coming from Silvers and that might help them. Do you think we'll see Ricardo on the grid? No. No. Uh, best overtake today from Justine, and then we'll wrap it up. On um, it was tough because I think that, that double one where um, Magnussen and was it DeVries and George cut on the inside was quite a good one. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah do, on do you know the, what that reminded me of? And I, I said this at the time that when it happened. Lewis goes Russell! <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like that one. I must be it. Driver of the day was Alex Albin. I think I saw that one as well. There we go. So that is your quick fire questions done and dusted because we are okay. out of time. So thank you to everyone for joining. Um, as always, you guys make this happen in a way. Well, we kind of make it happen, but you turning up definitely helps. So thank you. <laughs> I didn't start that out at all, did I? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you guys make this happen. So thanks for joining. Thanks for all your questions. Uh, thanks for everyone gifting as well. Um, yeah, yeah, appreciate that if, if you did. Um, if you can actually go and follow the, the podcast page. Yeah, I was just about to jump on that one. There is 94 of you in here at the moment. Um, can you please go and follow the Fans Talk F1 page? So that is at Fans Talk F1. Um, that would be much appreciated. As we keep saying, we do want to keep, we, we want to move the lives to one place so that it's just on one platform and it's easier for the, for the, the both of us then to get the content and obviously then put it onto the platforms for you guys to listen on A, all the podcast channels and obviously then put the videos out as well for the people that have missed it. Um, that is on yeah. TikTok yet. Someone's put that. Is that on TikTok? It is. And um, we should probably mention we're going to try and do a Silverstone special edition with some info beforehand as well, shouldn't we? We are. So, Caroline, if you're here in the comments. She is um, in the comments, there yeah. There she is. There she is. Uh, yeah, we're going to try and do an episode with Caroline to put all the information about... Um, you know, going to Silverstone. Yeah, going to Silverstone, what you should take, what times and stuff there are and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to try and do that before we hit Silverstone. So that should be good fun as well. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we're all done. We're done. Cheers, mate. That was, Cheers. That was a really good... Uh, Thanks for having me. Really good episode. Now you... Um, Thanks for having me. <laughs> Could you repeat the <laughs> podcast name for, for somebody? It is at Fans Talk F1, the podcast. Talk as in T-O-R-Q-U-E. Fans Talk F1, the podcast. I think Connor would like, like to know if you're staying on. Uh, I might dip off and then dip back on, but it won't be a light one, that's for sure. <laughs> Works right. happening. There you go. David's just put it in the comments there. So at Thank Fans you, Talk F1. I can't pin it, unfortunately, but David has just put it there. Yeah, I can't put it in the um, So, yeah, if you can go and follow that page, we'd much appreciate it. I know we, we sound like we're begging now, but, yeah. But we are. Um, well, yeah, we are. <laughs> we are. But, yeah. We are. Anyway, we'll move on. So, yeah, thanks again for everyone joining. Um, again, happy Father's Day. Hope everyone's had a nice day, and we will see you. After, after Austria. Maybe before. We'll be Maybe before. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But yeah, thanks, Terry, for joining, as always. It's been, a it's been a pleasure. For hosting me. Is that the right word for it? Hosting me on your life? I'm glad you said hosting and not ro roasting. But anyway, you've been, you've been listening to... <laughs> you've been listening to Fans Talk F1, the podcast. Thanks very much, guys, and we'll Thank see everybody. you next time. We'll see you Have soon. Good evening.